This is Jewish Board Talk with Cherie Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. Israel born, Amsterdam raised, and London educated. Pianist Amit Yahav is currently in South Africa. While here, he has performed with the Odeon String Quartet and gave a solo recital in Glenshill Manor. I caught up with him while he was in Johannesburg. Amit, you have welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Amit, what brings you to South Africa? Uh, other than the fact that this place is so wonderful, um, this time around it was concerts with the Odeon String Quartet. And probably the most important one of those this time was in Bloemfontein in memory of uh, Nettie Immelman. Nettie Immelman was probably one of the most well-known piano teachers in South Africa for many years. Uh, She passed away in 2011, and in Bloemfontein they hold a concert in her memory every year. Wow. Um, So this year I had the honor and the privilege of playing that concert together with the Odeon String Quartet. Uh, And the reason it's so special for me is that uh, one of my teachers in the UK was Neil Immelman, who is her son. Wow. Wow, that is so moving. That is kind of a goosebump moment. Yeah, it was. Was Neil in the audience? No, Neil unfortunately wasn't able to come to South Africa for this, um, but uh, it was still a very special and moving concert to play at the Odeon in Bloemfontein where she taught for so many years. It's amazing how uh, genetics for good music kind of is inherited from one generation to another. Yes. No, I think it's, um, it's something that... When you grow up in a musical household... Like you have. I grew up in a household that loved music, but neither one of my parents was a professional musician. So they both loved music, and they were both incredibly supportive. Um, But I think for colleagues of mine that did have uh, professional musicians for parents, it's almost an inevitability that you pick up on, on playing an instrument... And you hope you have both the passion and the talent that oh, uh, either yes. your parents had or. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, for you it was piano. Yes. Why? Um, my mother used to play the piano. So the, there was already one in the house. And I think from a very young age, it was something that I really loved and connected with. This idea that you press a key and a sound comes out must have triggered something in me. Um, and I, I really loved it from a very young age, and I was only too happy when the time came when I could, when I was of an age where I could take lessons. Um, it was something that I enjoyed, and it. I don't think it was a conscious decision, at that age anyway, to become a professional musician, but certainly by my teens um, and having lived in Amsterdam and having gone to the concerts of the Concertgebouw. It became something that I, I realized more and more I, I wanted to do. There is an absolute magic about um, theater world, the world of music. Um, and uh, why Chopin? Oh, so you ha- you've told me how to pronounce it. Frederick? I, I say Chopin. Chopin. Which is how uh, a lot of Poles say it. Right. But it's, it's an interesting story because, of course, he was a Pole and he lived in Paris. And more than that, his um, his father was of French descent. So we, you know, you we, we fight about whether it's Chopin in Poland or Chopin in in Paris. In Hebrew, we say Chopin, Chopin. closer to um, closer to what the Poles say. But it, it's I, I think and it's more in important. In South Africa, that we, we pl- just say Chopin. 
I think it's more important that we that we play his music rather than pronounce <laughs> his name. name. But for me, it's music that I loved from a very young age. There's something that was incredibly attractive about the the melodies in it, and this uh, notion that I connected with even more in my teen years, as I suspect most people would, of this longing and yearning in his music. Um, this epitome of of what people might consider romantic music, um, more strictly in the sense of, of course, um, romanticism as a movement in art than necessarily a, a love song. Although, of course, there are many of those in, in the repertoire too. Uh, so it's something that was always with me. And I can probably count on my fingers the number of concert programs I played where Chopin didn't feature at all in, in some capacity. So it's always been with me. And I was... Only too happy when the chance came uh, for doctoral studies, uh, for a thesis researching this music and how to play it. So for me, it's it's a composer that I I have a, a very long love affair with, as it were. Um, and, and classical music today, I mean, you you played in Bloemfontein. Obviously, there was um, a, a reason for it. But do you find that throughout the world, there's a desire and demand for classical music? I think there is. I think... It's too soon to lament the death of classical music. <laughs> I mean, we re- recently celebrated a hundred years of Mozart. Yeah, uh, of Was Mozart, it? probably more, uh, more like two hundred or two hundred fifty. Oh, okay, um, closer to two hundred fifty, in fact, seventeen fifty-six. So two thousand and six would have been a uh, hundred years. Two hundred fifty years. years. Uh, years. Chopin had the two hundredth anniversary in two thousand ten. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean... So you reckon another 200 years at least? I think this music is so timeless that there'll always be an audience for it. What I think is slightly sad is that in this day and age of um, of what I call the, the instant gratification of Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and everything needs to be in, in tiny short clips... People don't necessarily develop the attention span, as it were, that's necessary to sit and listen to a a Beethoven symphony for 40, 45 minutes. Um, And I think that's something we need to capture back. Although I think most people that I've seen in concerts, not even necessarily my own, uh, when you sit there and you experience this, it's such an overwhelming experience hearing a good performance of of this spectacular music that I think they learn to appreciate it. And I've very rarely seen someone who, who went to a classical concert and said, I, I never want to do this again. <laughs> um, Amit, you have Israeli born, grew up in Amsterdam, based in London. Traveling for you is what you do. Yes. And I, I enjoy it. I'm, I'm lucky enough that I enjoy it because I know many people have to and don't. But I I love coming to new places and and to places I've been many times before. I mean, and Joburg is one of those places where I I really enjoy myself. I think it's a fantastic city. I agree with you, Amit. I have to say I have to agree with you. Israel, would you go back? I go back a lot. What is the reception to you in Israel? Um, So obviously I've got – my family's moved back since. So I go twice, three times a year at least. And when I go to play, I've always had a fantastic reception from the audiences there. I think there's certainly a, an audience for classical music, both in Tel Aviv and in Jerusalem. Um, and they, they're incredibly supportive. So it's a, a lovely place to play. Just to go back to classical music, do you find your audiences are mainly elderly? Though? 
No, certainly no. not. Uh, and particularly in in Europe, I find that audiences are made up of people of all ages. Mm. So you see in in the Festival Hall in London, for example, people in the 20s and people in the 80s and everything in between. And the thing that I think has managed to attract younger people uh, to the concert halls is that the the stuffy atmosphere of having to dress up in tails in order to go and hear a concert is completely dead. People show up in jeans, and, you know, I, I think that's a wonderful thing because people should be comfortable listening to the music they want to listen to. It shouldn't be about being seen in whatever costume you put on. Can I just explore that? Because part of the wonder and enjoyment of a theatre is that it's going out, it's special, it's something worth dressing up for. And do you not feel that we're losing in being comfortable and modern, we're losing an aspect of the glamour of the theatre? I think if you want the glamour of the theatre, you're certainly welcome to dress up and, and you'll be there and you'll, you'll feel it just as much. You, you think you can be wearing a, as, as a comfortable pair of jeans and enjoy the glamour as much as Yes, I, I, I definitely and think so. And, and I think people get different things out of listening to a concert. So for some people it's about the going out and dressing up and the glamour of it. For some people it's more about the the, the auditory experience. So I guess, you know, whatever people feel comfortable in, and certainly if they come to my concerts, they can wear whatever they want. What do you wear? I want them to be comfortable. What do I wear? Yes. I wear a suit on stage. But right. for me, it's a matter of, um, as a performer, respect for the music and respect for the composer. But, I, you know, I've, I've seen colleagues wearing different things, and it's it's absolutely fine. It's more important that the performer is comfortable on stage so that they're able to deliver the best performance they can than anything else. Amit, we are going to play out with some of your very beautiful music. Um, thank you so much for finding the time to come in, and uh, I look forward to catching you on stage wherever. Oh, it was an absolute pleasure, and thank you for having me. That was um, pianist Amit Yahab, who was in South Africa for a short while, where he performed with the Odeon String Quartet. <laughs> 